Welcome to Government Lovebot, the only podcast whose official stance is the tragedy boogeyman is a bitch once the shock wears off. I am Nick. Agreed. I'm D. And I'm Tyler. And we are your hosts for tonight. Tell me, Tyler and D, what do we have for our, our listeners tonight? Well, I, uh, I'd like to talk to them about a serious matter. It's a very important, serious matter. Uh, and I, ha- I, have a, I have a little proposal to make. So, Okay, I kind of want D to go first. Sounds very... I'm really curious what this is. Sounds to... very heavy. We might need to lighten it up afterwards. So I, th- I think I agree That's with this. That's fine. I have so I have a I have a fun thing we can do. So all right, yeah, you know th- this this topic is is pretty heavy. So if, if that's all right with you guys, I feel like I'm getting debated here. I feel so you like want... I'm Atlas with the world on my shoulders, just growing heavier by the moment. Do you you want me to? That's deep, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's just that's just my presence. I'm sorry. I'm, hit us with the D. I am the thinking man of just D's presence. <laughs> so you want me to jump right into it then? Hit us with it. it. Lay it down. I would like to talk to you about the logistics of Clifford the Big Red Dog. I want to explain. I'm sold. I uh, I uh, I want to explain how dangerous he is and why we should not allow him to exist among us. Oh, are you are you assaulting my big red fluffy good boy? I uh I I think I think we need to talk about how big Clifford really is and discuss what this means for us. Oh my god. This is this is awful. You know, I thought Clifford was my best friend, my homie, my comrade in arms even, and you tell me that he is in fact an imposter? Listen, he might be red, but that does not mean he's our comrade. Okay? <laughs> we need to talk about his real size. Something that everybody ignores. Okay? Because Clifford has been depicted in a variety of sizes. His smallest non-puppy depiction is in the Clifford the Big Red Dog film, where he's depicted as being approximately 10 feet tall. He's usually about 20 5 to 30 feet tall. But wait, because in Clifford the Firehouse Dog, he seemed to be the size of a four-story building. Which means... He's a, he's a big red good boy. He's helping our firefighters. I don't think you understand, though. If we assume that each one of those floors is at least 12 feet tall, that means... and he's he, Alright, so he's on his hind legs here. But, but that means that Clifford is... 48 feet long. And that's a conservative estimate. 48 feet. Okay, alright, okay. Let's look at the width of the building now. Uh, No measurements are given, but if we assume that the door on the front of the building is ADA compliant at 32 inches at minimum, and we use the door to measure the front of the building, uh, we can see the building is about 10 doors wide, meaning that, you know, Clifford is 320 inches or 26 and a half feet wide at his Bro. midsection? <laughs> he, he researched it. He went he went deep. This is some game theory shit. Okay. All right. I'm going to uh, All right. All right. I, I'm going to I gonna... have one counter proposal to all of this before you go into any negatives. Have you ever thought that all that space, all that space is just meant for more cuddles and pets from the masses, from the masses, I tell you? 
Bro, even at even at twenty five to thirty feet long or tall, I mean, you you gotta take into account that like him wagging enough. his tail or like chasing a ball would probably destroy a city block. It's not enough. I need That's need more dogs to pet. Okay, I, I, I want to put into perspective how big Clifford the Big Red Dog really is for you right now. Uh, what a sentence. He's a kaiju! He's a kaiju-friendly pup. You know, my notes are literally called Clifford the Big Red Kaiju. <laughs> I'm going I'm to send yes. these notes to you. I think you need to see them. But uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, you know, is the size of a blue whale. A blue whale is between 13 and 16 feet tall. And 82 to 105 feet long. So if you cut a blue whale in half and stacked it on top of itself, it would be approximately Clifford sized. Like that, he's huge. He's gigantic. All, all the better for cuddles. I don't need a house. I just need the big red dog. Okay, let, let me put this into even more perspective for you. <laughs> I did the math. Clifford the big red dog is roughly. 10 Danny DeVito's long and 4 Dwayne The Rock Johnson's wide. <laughs> Americans will use anything but the fucking metric system. Anything. <laughs> God anything damn it. The metric system. <laughs> I Dude, will I measure in Danny DeVito's. I will measure Danny DeVito's. It's the perfect unit of measurement. He's the perfect height. God damn it. Danny DeVito's tall is Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is one Danny DeVito tall. Fuck. Okay. It's flawless. Uh, alright, alright. So let, let's talk about the danger level presented by Clifford the Big Red Dog. Alright, oh Clifford God. lives on please Birdwell Island. Is an, please tell me this is an SCP categor- categorizations. It should be. Clifford level? It should be. It's 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 right there above. What's, what's the most dangerous one? He's right there. Uh, Apollyon, which is apocalyptic. Exactly. Alright, Clifford the Big Red Dog lives on Birdwell Island. That's a fictional place, of course, obviously. But it's based on the real-world island of Martha's Vineyard, which is approximately four miles off the coast of the United States. And okay, you might think, that's too far for him to swim, right? Wrong! Some normal-sized dogs can swim three to four miles under the right conditions. This distance is nothing to the might of Clifford the Great and Terrible Hound. (laughs) We are always within striking distance for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your delivery is excellent. I love this. So I, I think we need He's to talk about. Me. He might I, be a danger to the populace. I don't know. See, see, I'm, I'm glad I'm so convincing. Because now we got to talk about what we're gonna do about it. Oh shit, we're gonna, we're gonna do something about him. But I've got, I've pet. Clifford the big red dog before. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's rule harm out immediately, because Clifford has hitherto harmed us little, and a preemptive strike might result in retaliation. So that is true. So I propose that we do something that's never been done before. Clifford goes to space. Now I know what you're thinking. Taking something that big to space would cost a lot of money, but hear me out. Hear me out. He has to date never been to space from what I can see. This is the perfect opportunity to take care of our Clifford invasion risk problem and create another in a long line of best-selling books, making it an investment that pays for itself. That's why 
I'm personally asking Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Mr. Beast, three people who I know are listening to this podcast right now, to get in contact with me <laughs> so we can discuss this opportunity further. So, like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it make more sense to build an underground puppy play place for him? Because realistically, we don't have to worry about him, like, ever having kids because there's no way he could feasibly have an- uh, he could feasibly have another Clifford. That's so the way I see it, why don't we just like build like a little facility underground and we just store Clifford there and then we could use him for military action. I feel like Clifford that Clifford goes to a war zone. I feel like that's <laughs> the plot of the Resident Evil series. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Clifford goes to a war zone. Clifford becomes a criminal of war like that's <laughs> Clifford goes to Iraq <laughs> All right. George Bush loves that one Clifford the big well, red war criminal alright Tyler who are you who are you proposing your Clifford the big red war criminal idea to I guess the president I'm not entirely certain who would, who would sign off on that Elon Musk gonna, does a lot of also, stuff. Also, I'm going to pose it to the president and Mr. Beast. And Mr. Beast. <laughs> All right. So, both of your ideas are phenomenal. Clifford going to space keeps us safe, but we'll be without the pets. Putting him underground gives him a nice play space, but he's going to war. I propose we take Clifford, the big red hero and put him in a cryogenic freezing container so that in humanity's time of dangerous, violent need, we can pull out Clifford the Big Red Dog and have him take on the aliens that are invading America, show those... I don't even know what to call them. That would be brute. Those extraterrestrialers. Who's boss? With our kaiju... Our motherfucking kaiju. It's just the plot of Godzilla. The the newer one. I was gonna ones. say the plot of Avatar. Uh the the one where he fought King Ghidorah. I think it's also the plot of like a lot of the Kong movies where Kong's fighting Godzilla. It's just like we now have a kaiju. We're winning. Okay, we'll, but we'll freeze his family with him too. Leave him there with him so that when he comes out, he's not scared and gonna attack us, being like, Where's 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 my family? I don't know the the person family's names like oh oh it'd be just unfreeze them and be like here you go big red kaiju now get off to the war zone okay but i have a question hmm. hear me out what happens if if you know how like you ever have a fridge where the freezer goes or like the whole thing goes and everything in the freezer gets like melty and gross what if that happens to clifford though now we just have a thought-out, pissed-off big red dog. Yeah, I don't think there's any good way. Family too. I just, I, I, I feel like there's some plot, there's some holes in this plan. I'm just saying. All right, there's so we holes take in all of these plans. So we take Clifford the big red dog. We put a submarine on his head, similar to every fictional work's air bubbles, and then we just chuck him into the ocean, down to the Marianas Trench. To fight the Leviathan. That solves both problems, right? How do you write a book about that, though? Uh, we open Clifford up... goes to the depths unexplored by humans. <laughs> Clifford goes to the abyss. And we open up with Clifford, <laughs> Clifford getting the air bubble abyss. helmet put onto his head. 
and then just shipped off. Our first inciting accident is when his um, his owner, the the girl that got him, goes with him, but her submarine malfunctions and she drowns. So Clifford is now frantic and trying to find his way out, but it's dark and it's water. He doesn't know which way which way is up. Nick. And then enter the Leviathan. Nick. What? I think you're writing Clifford the Big Red Dog fan fiction right now. <laughs> it's a little too intense. This, 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 this is grim, dark Clifford the Big Red Dog. Dude, it's funny you mentioned fan fiction. Literally, the other day I was texting my friend. And I was like, I, I was just like going down a, a internet rabbit hole and I started reading fan fiction. And I was like, what am I, 14 again? Clifford the, the Big Red right Dog. I, but I will admit, it was not as good as, as Clifford watches his owner drown Mariana's trench. <laughs> Emily Arthur. Her name is Emily Arthur. You don't well, understand Emily, how much research anymore. I did. Emily, we get, we, since, since they're picture books, we get a close-up of Emily pressing her face against the glass. What and her last fuck? words are, Dude, I the love. Heck? And then the glass shatters and she's whisked away. Dead. Gone. What the Solo protagonist. Clifford's been needing, I don't like needing this story this anymore. Yeah, this is game anymore. This is way too anymore. You need tragedy. You need conflict for stories like no, these. No, you don't. Really it's a Clifford off. book. <laughs> you're, tra- you're talking about Clifford. sending Clifford to a fucking war zone. You want to take Clifford yeah. to Iraq? Anyways, yeah, no tragedy happens to him. The tragedy happens to others. <laughs> That's the difference. That's the American way. As long as the tragedy doesn't happen to us. All right. No, bingo. We need, we need to understand the depths of Clifford's sorrow and rage when this Leviathan He's comes out. We need to understand his fight for survival. Going toe to with the fucking Kraken. We cannot you should just... never have the rights to Clifford. <laughs> By the way, rest in peace to original Clifford author who passed away a few years ago, I think. Ayo, ayo, what oh, publishing company so What what publishing company has a hold of Clifford? Sign me up. Scholastic. This is Scholastic. Don't book. tell him. Don't tell him. Scholastic book publishers. Sign me up. I can write the best Clifford books. It's what they're doing to all of the old kid-friendly shows cuz we're all grown up now. We're not reading kids' books anymore. It's fine to kill off Emily Arthur in an underwater no, tragic sea death. <laughs> anyway, Why can't rest Emily in peace. Arthur just be like some like badass kaiju wrangler. Because I'd watch be that. No, there would be no Emily, tra- <laughs> Emily Arthur. There'd be no tragic, inciting incident that we need to happen because it's a Clifford story, naturally too bright no. for our modern audience. Dude, you just do the classic Disney thing. You kill her parents. Nah, that's not enough. See, that's too cliche. The parents what dying. Mean, that, bro, that you're even drowning a, Clifford. What that do you would, mean cliche? <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't even affect Emily. Nah, she's made of tougher stuff. Bro, she's better really than Batman. To drown Clifford. Like, no, I'm what? trying to drown Emily for Clifford's character arc that will develop as he you're gonna fridge Emily back. Arthur. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I've been saying I was this about whole time. To say that. 
he's trying to bridge Emily Arthur. I'm pissed. We need to send Clifford to square up with the kaiju Leviathan under the water. We can't have Emily there getting in the way. It's the classic small people are the, the focus when the real fight should be the kaijus. Nah, we don't need her. Character oh, development Lord. for Clifford. I think you fundamentally misunderstand kaiju movies, firstly. And Clifford. And Clifford, secondly. <laughs> Alright. No, no, what are our other topics? Best ideas. Scholastic book publishing company heads that are totally listening to this. Side me on. You know you cannot resist. Uh, you know, I think... Go ahead. You go on. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> listen, bef- you, before- you trying to both go and roast this shit out of me, but like, happens <laughs> being polite to each other, like, no, no, you go ahead. Ro- uh, roast his ass first. Anyways, the Clifford under the seawater is not, it's it's not gonna work out. Um, Jeff Bezos, Mr. Beast, Elon Musk, if you're listening and you want to give me money for Clifford Goes to Space, you know. <laughs> I have, I have you one have- last idea. I have one last idea. So you know how Elon Musk has been testing his brain chip on pigs? No, I hate this already. We instead test him on Clifford the Big Red Dog. I would love to see, like, Clifford's huge. Piercing his skull with anything would be impossible. (laughs) Yeah, diamond tip trail just like, (laughs) you wouldn't be able to. He's a kaiju. You can't drill into a kaiju. <laughs> well, that come that brings the question: Is bone like the same durability, being big or not? I don't know enough about bones. Well, Clifford's bones would be because Clifford doesn't like he doesn't have gigantism, where like he keeps growing. He literally is just like born to be huge. No, he gets huge from Emily Arthur's love, actually. Which really Listen, perfectly make, sets up the plot. Oh my god, the character arc of what Clifford, Clifford under the water. when she dies? Exactly! <laughs> he would shrink, and then he's really all alone, and it has to be the love for himself and love for Emily that makes him big and survives the fight against the Kraken. Oh my god! We need a movie deal right now. Come on, where is it? I hate it? this. <laughs> I hate this. It'd probably do better in the box off. Than the box office and the other nor uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Oh to my be fair, god, that's not a high bar. <laughs> we have just wrote the most terrible. We. Kind of <laughs> I was gonna say, don't involve me in this. Don't involve me in this. <laughs> this is a government love bot production. Is we. This is a government love bot production. Bro. I didn't sign off on this. <laughs> this is too late. Nick, you've too been late. outvoted. It's I, I, too late. I forged both of your signatures. It's too Ain't late. No way. Ain't way scholastic if you're listening stop (laughs) yeah we're gonna have to put a trigger warning for scholastic books right at the beginning of this (laughs) (laughs) me and tyler put out a cease and desist on my (laughs) the big red dog government love bot production stop calling it that so what it is (laughs) would i not sign off on this (laughs) Oh my lord! Best writing, okay. best writing. Well, I think uh, D. Is that all you had to say on your topic? <laughs> that is all I had to say. I'm sorry, I ruined okay. Then it. I think uh, I think on the uh, the topic of strange storytelling, 
Who's ready to play a little game? Oh God! Oh, we're back. So uh, game show in a in a previous uh, in a previous episode we did, <coughs> it should be up by the time people are listening to this. We played a Law and Order game where I gave them a storyline from Law and Order. And they had to tell me whether or not it was real or fake. I won. Well, I was I was Nick did win by a lot. <laughs> I'm bad. Well, I I did um a couple things. One, I revamped the game so now it's a little less uh. It's a little less awkward. And I decided it's WrestleMania season. In fact, WrestleMania is on in like a couple of hours. And I will be watching. So, because of that, I felt it fitting to do the same game, but with pro wrestling. My one true love. This is awful. I'm going gonna, um, I'm gonna to lose this one so hard. Be taken out. So, what I have devised is a 10-question quiz. Each of you have five questions. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give you each a question. It's going to be a, a wrestling storyline. You have to tell me whether or not it's true, like it did happen, or it's fake. If you get it incorrect, the other person gets a point. If it, if you get it correct, you get a point. Okay. <clears throat> Are y'all ready for this? I'm not, but I'm riding a high off of writing my soon-to-be hit blockbuster movies, so hit me with it. Soon-to-be taken out of theaters. <laughs> soon-to-be cease-and-desisted by the rest of the government <laughs> love plot. Soon-to-cease existing. Alright. I, I was briefly into wrestling when I was, like, 11, so I think I can... I think I might actually have a chance at this. Well, let's see if D can avenge his, uh, their loss in the law and order game in fact just because of that d you get to go first all right let's do it so here oh, is damn. your first question did this happen in wrestling a man says that he wants to have bestiality sex with another man's wife that did happen that is correct dear god dear god uh yeah kurt angle was feuding with booker t that's right and i don't think anybody told kurt angle what that word meant and he just casually said that he wanted to have bestiality sex with another man's wife. That woman was black, so it made it especially awkward. But once again, I'm pretty sure nobody told Kurt Angle what that word meant. Bruh. You think he knows now? Like, do you think he figured it out? Or uh, I think that he has... I think that he took so many Percocets at the time, he probably doesn't remember saying it. Um, <laughs> Kurt Angle's a straight man. It's not going to be the last time he appears on this li- on these questions. All right, Nick, here's your first question. Brock Lesnar pushes a one-legged man downstairs. Mm. Bro- the name Brock Lesnar sounds familiar. I've heard it at least once in my time of times. He is a real person, but did he push a one-legged man down the stairs? Mm. I'm going to say no false he didn't oh nick he pushed a one-legged man down the oh no no <laughs> brock lesnar no. was feuding with zach gowan a real life one-legged man um and for a storyline he had zach gowan in a wheelchair and just pushed him down the stairs just said get out of here i don't need you damn yes that's so fun. yes brock lesnar did in fact push a man down the stairs i was hoping not i was hoping it'd be more wholesome than this Nice try. <laughs> All right, D, here's your next question. Hit me with it. Uh, is this real or fake? Two men brawl in a GameStop. That 
sounds like it could be real, but I think that one is actually fake. D, you are correct. Two men did not brawl in a GameStop. I mean, two men have definitely brawled in a GameStop before, but just not in the context <laughs> yeah. of professional wrestling. Yeah, just not, just not in the context. Other locations that have had professional wrestling brawls are, include a play place, like the McDonald's kind, what? a shopping mall, a riverbank, and a supermarket. I feel like I remember seeing the supermarket one. That's a pretty famous one. All right, Nick, here's your next question. Oh, Did this happen? Lord. A police officer is hanged on live pay-per-view. Oh my god. No. No. Because we wouldn't have pro wrestling today if they if they hang a whole ass law enforcement officer. Right? Nick. No. No. Tyler. Tyler. Stop. Nick, I got Stop. news for you. <laughs> Stop. WrestleMania, and The Undertaker, world-famous wrestler The Undertaker, was wrestling the big boss man who was supposedly, in storyline, a police officer. After he beat big boss man in a match, they were going to lift the Hell in a Cell, so he tied a noose around the Hell in a Cell and big boss man's neck and hung big boss man. Live on pay-per-view. I'm imagining the guy, did he live? Or was he, like, actually hanged fully? I mean, he was hanged. He just survived. Oh, okay. They never mentioned it again. But yes, a man was, a cop specifically, was hanged on live pay-per-view. Dear God, what is, what is pro wrestling? I feel like this is <laughs> D last time with the Law & Order SVU games. Oh, just wait. It gets crazier. So, uh, can it I gets just, crazier. Can I say something really quick? Go for it. Forget baseball. Forget football. Forget any other sport. Pro wrestling is the most American of all sports. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's Speaking insane. Speaking of America, Speaking of America, D, let's talk about a true American himself, John Cena. Is this storyline real? John Cena is pushed off of a building. Oh, uh... There's probably a movie where he's been pushed off a building. I'm gonna sure say... Mm, yeah, I think he was pushed off a building. John Cena was not pushed off the No! This is my he downfall. He was, however, stabbed in the kidney in a nightclub in Storyline <laughs> by a oh. man named Jesus. Happens to the best of us. Been there. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> okay, Nick, your next, your next question. I'm so afraid. A, a man punts a baby doll to mock a woman's miscarriage. <laughs> Well, the other two were real. This one's got to be real. This doesn't seem too far out of line after what I've just heard. Nick, Nick, that one is real. Yeah, I got a point. Woo! Gene Snitsky was trying to make fun of Lita after accidentally causing Lita's miscarriage by knocking over Kane onto Lita. So he pulled out a baby doll and he punted that bitch on national television. Wait. So he caused it, and then he... <coughs> yeah, so he so hit Kane with a chair, and Kane fell onto Lita, and Lita had a miscarriage. In, in storyline, Lita was never actually pregnant, but, you know, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? 
Now I'm guess, having dude. trouble distinguishing reality from fiction. That's, that's the point of pro no wrestling. Reality. That's that's how it works. Reality no longer exists. Wrestling is fake. Reality is not. Also. <laughs> exactly. All right, D. Here's your next one. Let's do it. A child's custody is on the line in a ladder match. I oh god, all of these could be real. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say yeah. A child's custody was in fact on the line in a ladder match. I knew it. In it's SummerSlam, I believe 2005 or 2006, one of those years. Um, Rey Mysterio's son Dominic. Uh, his custody was on the line in a ladder match, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. In case you're wondering, Rey Mysterio does in fact still have custody of his child. Yeah, that's good. He's dead, so. I'm glad Rey Mysterio yeah. kept custody of his child. Yeah, and he Eddie Guerrero's dead. by so. killing the guy trying to take the custody. So it all <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the only thing that killed Eddie Guerrero was his heart. <laughs> and trying to take Literally. Rey Mysterio's child. Yeah. Exactly. All right, D, here you go. Excuse me, not D. Uh, Nick, here's your next one. A porn star has his ass kicked by the mafia. Real. Can't be convinced otherwise. No. A porn star did not have his ass kicked by the mafia. You're telling me a man mocked a woman with a miscarriage. A cop was hanged on live TV. And yet this, this isn't real. I mean, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, but a porn star did have his penis cut off by a group of Japanese men. What? How do you even what portray that in pro wrestling? I'm not gonna. I don't think there's a way I could describe to you. I just want you to know that that did in fact happen. That was in fact real, and I have in fact seen it. I'm disturbed. Anytime, man. Anytime. Can I? Can I just say? <laughs> that that did sound like a plot line from an or, uh, episode of Law and Order, though. To bring it full circle, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover. <clears throat> when you think about it. <laughs> All right, D. Here's your next one. I believe this is your last one. I... Oh yeah, this is your last one. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> so this is gonna be for two points. Oh, gotta get it wrong. Ones. Gotta get it wrong. Okay. Yeah, if you All get right. it wrong, Nick can catch up. Here okay. Go. All right. So, did this really happen? Vince McMahon says the N word on pay per view. That happened. D. That no. did happen. No. No, D. You're Vince supposed McMahon. to get it wrong. Vince McMahon <laughs> said the N word on pay per view. <laughs> I, I, there's really nothing I can say. Just John C. was standing there. Vince McMahon walked up. Said, "What's up, my N word?" And then he just walked off, and it cuts to Booker T, a black wrestler who just looks in disbelief and goes, "Did he just say that?" And then it ends, the, and then that that it's that's it. That's the end. It cuts away. End scene. I, I remember seeing this video. It's uh, yeah, no, that's that's not good. If you're wondering. I don't, dude, it's funny, but not because it should be funny. It's funny because it's so disturbed in so many ways. Everything about it is just, is just messed up. All right. This whole sport sounds, sounds not real. So Nick, here's one, here's your last one. 
an Olympic wrestler is assaulted by a man in a gorilla suit. That's the plot of SpongeBob. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say real. <laughs> that did not happen. Why didn't it? That seems like the perfect <laughs> plot for, what I, for everything else I've heard here. I can't even. I'm trying to type the score and I just can't. Why uh, didn't Tyler. it? Like, <laughs> Tyler, <can> you... <laughs> it's just like, why didn't it? So here, I'll throw in an extra one for you, Nick, just because I just thought of this one and I really just want to share it. So I have a question for you, Nick. Do you think that, you know, I'm not even going to do you think this is real. This is insane. Oh, I want you I to just take this point. in. No, you know what? The game is over. The, the game, game is over. Is because over. I need you all to experience what I'm about to say. <laughs> this is a real thing. So Vince McMahon writes, writes the show. Well, he doesn't anymore, but he used to. He wrote an angle in which his daughter loses a match for some reason. So therefore, his daughter must perform hot lesbian action on pay-per-view. So she must make out with women on pay-per-view against her will. This is Vince McMahon's daughter, right? Uh, but she is saved when an, a very large woman comes out. And it turns out to be actual professional wrestling man Rikishi, who then turns around and just kicks Eric Bischoff in the face. That is a real thing what? that really happened. And a gorilla suit man, a gorilla suited person does not beat up an Olympic swimmer. I feel cheated. No, that plot, well, that whole no. plot line you just outlined was horrific and disturbing. It's so the... funny because, like, Rikishi comes out right. He's dressed as this woman, and he starts kissing Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon's like getting really into it, and and Eric Bischoff just looks and he just goes, "What the hell?" And Rikishi just turns around and just kicks him square in the face. Bruh. Like, just effortlessly, just boom, Bonk. in the face. Just, Dead. Oh, my God. It's the, it is like professional wrestling. I, I just listed all the, like, most insane things ever. And when I tell you that, that that stuff, for as insane as it is, is probably some of the worst stuff, you should see the good stuff. Pro wrestling is amazing. It's like an art form. Mixed with a sport, it's beautiful, and WrestleMania tonight is also going to be beautiful. Almost sapiens rise up. <clears throat> Wait, who won? What? Who won? Uh, who won what? The 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 WWE the the trivia thing. Who won? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, tell <laughs> me, tell I'm me. Sorry, I, got, I got lost in the, I got lost in the sauce, man. Shit just got really insane there for a minute. Uh, uh D, you won. Nice. No. By a lot. No. Ten to two. No. Nice. So right now, D is the WWE trivia champion, and Nick is the Law and Order trivia champion. I'll get you. I'll get you next time. Get you next time. I shall dethrone you. So that is uh, that is my topic. Um, yeah. Well, there's really no other way to uh, transition here. Um, we're really, we're really just uh, sliding right along. <laughs> Wait, before we, before, uh, since we're sliding along so quickly, before we dive into my topic, can we just talk about Tyler? Tyler, that last question you gave me 
the the gorilla suited person being a the Olympic uh, swimmer. Could you take that farther and give me out right like right out of just random ass plot for it right now? Like a wrestling plot? Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Oh, that's easy. It sounds way better than everything else I've just heard. Oh yeah, no, it's easy. I can do that right now. So Chad Gable is an actual Olympic wrestler. Um, so he's an Olympic wrestler, and he's in the ring, and he's just uh, shit talking. Uh, geez, I could pick anybody. I don't know Seth Rollins. That's a funny one. He wears funny outfits. He's just shit talking Seth Rollins, and then uh, it's Halloween, of course, because it's always Halloween. Um, and there's a bunch of guys in costume comes out. One of them's a gorilla. They all get in the ring, and Chad Gable's like, "What are you guys doing in the ring? Like, you guys are." bunch of jackasses on halloween and then the gorilla takes off its head and it's seth rollins and he just starts kicking chad gable's ass uh there you go i just wrote it beautiful work of art right there glorious yeah it's really easy dude pro wrestling is insane in so many ways like i could mention like just so many insane things about like like about just like it in general it's so like for instance um even if you just take out, like, the insane storylines, there's just some really funny people in it. So, like, for instance, um, uh, I said Omo Sapiens Rise Up. Uh, there's this guy named Omos, and he's, like, this seven-foot-tall wrestler. He's not very good, but he made this video where he was trying to appeal to his fans, and he just goes, Omo Sapiens Rise Up. And it is the funniest shit. <laughs> I have ever seen in my life <laughs> the way you some describe other really it. funny some other funny interviews are ricochet who is this he's a he's this wrestler and he's doing an instagram live he's bald and some guy goes why you bald and, and ricochet reads he goes why you bald why you ugly and he sounds so offended <laughs> it's so fucking funny um another good one that i just found out today is a story about Sami Zayn. So Sami Zayn is, is like the uh he's a really popular wrestler. He's really good, but he's also kind of like socially inept. Like Same. he's like he might he's probably like on the spectrum. Some people say he might not be. He might just be socially inept. But that's just what this person who's telling me the story is. But apparently, like Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn went backstage to meet some really famous rock star, and like they sit down and they're they're talking to this famous rock star and Sami Zayn just like grabs food and sits down next to the rock star as opposed to across from him like everybody else and he just starts like talking like it's a casual conversation like he's like he's just like he's just like yeah so uh, how's your guys day like 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 as if they're not talking to like a celebrity and apparently it got so bad that they had to ask Sammy to leave <laughs> It's like, sorry, dude, sorry. wrestling. You know your wrestling is amazing. Also, wrestling has Rhea Ripley in it, and Rhea Ripley is the best woman. Period. Yes. <laughs> yes. You honestly, I think you should have just said that Rhea Ripley is the best woman. Yeah, that's it. Rhea Heart Ripley stop. is the best woman. Period. There's no competition. She just won the championship last night, and it was a really good match. Damn, nice. Congrats, so, yeah. sir. I will certainly be talking more about wrestling on this podcast. It'll be the other thing you never hear me shut up about. Just like <laughs> the um, the first thing you never hear me shut up about that I'm not going to say at all this episode. 
Ah, uh, don't so. worry. I'll do it for you. The persona? No! <laughs> I got, 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 got. got him. Nick, do your damn topic. <laughs> Alrighty. So, fairly recently, there was a holiday. One that uh, is pretty accepted, at least uh, around here in the U.S. I don't really know about other places in the world, but it's April Fool's Day. It's not really like a big holiday, just kind of like, ha, goof ya, gotcha, type, type energy. And what really started this is I fell victim to an April Fool's prank just yesterday. As I was scrolling through my phone, I accidentally got over onto like the news things and just like swipe over, and I noticed there uh, an article saying Sony bought Tesla in order to get back at Microsoft for their recent Activision merger. And now I'm going to be honest, I don't pay attention to to a lot of shit. Like, I kind of just get bits of news here and there, and then if it interests me, I'm like, oh boy. So I kind of just marked that one down to check out later. I was going to maybe talk about it, because I was like, oh, what the heck is up with that? Um, I go to look it up today, and it turns out it's an April Fool's joke. I got pranked. I got got bamboozled, I fell for the classic blunder in every single one of the books, and I just kind of, I wanted to talk about that. What is up with April Fools? Why do we take joy in causing minor harm and uh, goofs to either random strangers that we've never even seen or will never meet, or our closest friends and family? Oh, um, because April Fool's is the worst holiday in all existence. It's stupid. It's literally a holiday where people just go, haha, I got your hopes up for nothing, or I scared the shit out of you for no reason. Lamau. Like, no, it's no, no, a no. stupid holiday. I disagree. I disagree. I have this one. I, I, I got my mom with it. Uh, I, I, I said to her, hey, mom, I'm happy to announce that I'm pregnant. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not happy. April Fools! It was really funny. <laughs> she laughed really hard at that. It was so good. Just, just sitting there sobbing. Like, <laughs> I'm done. April Fools is a scourge on humanity. Alrighty, so we have a we have a second official stance, but I don't think it's like government love bot official stance. This is a child. No, you know stance. a government love bot official stance. All holidays are trash. No, <laughs> take that back. Take that back. Halloween is nice. I uh, all right. Our official stance is that Halloween is nice. I, I I like any holiday where I have an excuse to to drink, uh, and be antisocial. So, every Saturday through Monday. I was going to say, isn't that just every day? Isn't that just... <laughs> that's, that's the normal vibe. But I kind of fell down a rabbit hole about this whole thing. And, like, some good pranks, some bad April Fool's pranks. And kind of, like, just in between, everybody already knows that's, that's going to be an April Fool's prank. First one. That, that I found, because I made a little list here of um, kind of like famous, like, pranks famous people have pulled on each other either in shows or whatnot, or just like major April Fool's pranks. 
And the first one I've got, I stumbled upon, because I deadass just typed in April Fool's jokes, expecting something substantial. Instead, I got, like, a bunch of um, BuzzFeed uh, top 10 April Fool's jokes in 2023 type lists, and really had to dig. But, first one. On SNL, last night, yesterday, um, the the co-host Michael Shea uh, pranked Colin Jost. And it's pretty harmless. It's like um, Colin makes a joke about like Trump supporters um, like leaving the Capitol building and how he had like a Photoshop picture. How he's the only one there protesting or something. And the entire room was silent. Could hear a pin drop. And you can even see like there's there's a video attached to a lot of the articles um, because it's a show. Where like you can see kind of like the moment on his face just kind of like. And I think they kind of put in, like, a, a laugh track type thing because it seems like it starts up sooner. And and then uh, Michael's just like, yeah, no, I, I told him not to laugh. And everybody starts laughing. And, like, you can see the tension on Colin because, like, especially from a performer, especially comedic type standpoint, when you make a joke in front of a crowd of people looking at them with a big smile on your face, expecting laughter, and it's just silent. Just imagine that cold sweat down the body. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's relatively a harmless one. I mean, it's that kind of stuff is bad enough when you're hanging out with friends and you crack a joke and nobody laughs. And you're like, ah, time to jump off a bridge. A crowd of Me people. Me every though. time we do this podcast. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Damn. Me when your mom. <laughs> But yeah, that, that that really does, like, honestly, just, like, a joke falling flat in general is always just like, no! Am I not funny? Can I not make people laugh? It's, it's real, real rough. But, you know, it in the end, everybody starts laughing, and, like, there's, there's they make jokes about it later on, and everybody's laughing. He's like, no! It's so late! You already forsaken me! And it's funny. Played up. Very harmless. On a scale of one to five... Or one to six, where would you place that? Of like terribleness, you don't get to hear the other ones before you place. Uh wait, yeah. is one though? Is okay. What's what is the scale again? It's one to six. It's one to six, what with is... one being the the worst to happen to you, and the six being like the most tame and like oh uh, that's that's whatever, or like even to the play... point or six. Let me make. Let me look over my thing here. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I actually have a full example of that that would work. So yeah, one to six with, uh, one being the worst, like, no, this is awful, this is terrible, and six being, oh, that's, that's an R8 prank, you know, harmless. I think that could be like a six, that, that doesn't seem like that bad to me, really, it's just, hurts your feelings a little bit, but like. I didn't explain this at all before, and I'm really bad, but keep in mind. You have six places where you put this is where it is. Oh, okay. I still put oh, it at okay. a six. That's yeah, like I'm gonna put it as at a six too because like at the end of the day, like the people would have laughed at your joke. Like it's not like his joke was bad. It's just like like your buddy told them not to laugh or whatever. And it's one of those things where it's like in the moment you're like, oh shit, but then at the end you're like, oh okay, you're just messing with me. Okay, like I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. All right, so. You both putting it at a six? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right, marking yep. that down. All right, so the next one I have here also happened just very recently, yesterday, in fact. Um, there was an Oscar prank. Um, Sarah Pauly won an Oscar. She's a Canadian filmmaker. She won an Oscar for um her adapted screenplay. Wait. She won the Best Adapted Screenplay for Women Talking at the 95th Academy Awards in Los Angeles last month. There we go. Yeah. Um, then she got a letter that was also posted on um, Twitter, and her son brought it to her, um, saying that uh, it had to be mailed back because there was a kind of mix-up, and the they wanted the Oscar to go to the right place, but they didn't really want to cause chaos and and trouble during the actual show, like the La La Land being named winner in 2017 instead of Moonlight, which I don't really know too much about that whole thing, but I imagine it being chaotic, being called up at the Oscars, accepting an award, and then them being like, oh, flipping their cards around, be like, oh, actually, takes it out of your hand, it's Moonlight, and you're like, what the fuck? So, so I get that. But it didn't take um, Sarah too long before she realized that her 11-year-old was the one that wrote the note. And honestly, from what I'm reading, like, the quotes from it, it seems like this 11-year-old is big-brained and writes way too well for an 11-year-old. 11, an 11 but it's, it's like, she got this this whole, like, panic and thing, of, like, tragic of, like, oh my god, I, I won this really prestigious award, and now I didn't win it? And... Overall, it ended it probably ended up pretty pretty harmless, but like being pranked that hard by your own kid, I imagine being being pretty like blood boiling type energy. Yeah, I mean, like that's I don't know, like that's what that's not bad. Like, I mean, like sure, she probably yeah, for kinda, the I'm... yeah, like for the day, she was probably like pretty pretty beat up about it, but like. All things considered, like, it was pretty harmless. Yeah, I think that five... At first, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could put this at six. But I think actually five would be a good place. Because, like, I don't know, if I won an achievement for all my hard work, and then, like, I got a letter in the mail saying, like, just kidding, your achievement was meaningless. Like, it didn't actually happen. I think I would be, like, pretty beat up about it. If I found out it was a joke, I'd be like, oh, god damn it. Like, I'd be upset i wouldn't be angry though i'd just kind of be like man i was upset over nothing like come I feel on like the, the amount of relief that would course through my veins would cause me to like just pass out from a head rush because like Don't someone like an spikes, oscar baby yeah someone like an oscar is huge like absolutely major to win so being told no i would i'd probably get really really upset maybe a little bit mad and then revealed as it being um, being uh, a prank, I would probably just collapse. Have no, like, adre go from the, the whole fight or flight thing to just like, alright, I've succeeded. No energy. I mean, that's just me when I get home every day. That's just me when I stand up. I think you need to get like take some vitamins or like get, get <laughs> blood checked or something. I don't think that's good, man. Damn, I was hoping this just like me for real. That's so sad. All right, D, where are you putting this? You putting this at five too? Yeah, that's a five. 
Okay. Yeah, I think five's a fair spot for that. Well, there's two places. These two you have already marked might feel rough when this next one comes up. A local newspaper in the town of Haverford West put out a announcement saying that a statue of Batman, specifically Christian Bale's Batman, would be erected as a 12 foot, 12 foot tall? Yes, and roughly gold, I think, yeah, gold statue erected in the center of town to honor Christian Bale's um, roots there and like him growing up from there and then going on to become a major actor. There's really not much about much that turned out uh, like that really happened with this. It turned out to be an April Fool's prank. Statue wasn't erected, which is really tragic because who wouldn't want a dope ass Batman statue in the center of town? But yeah, Honestly, really, really be, harmless. And... I'd be, I'd be cool with a Batman statue being in the in the center of my town. That's right. Yeah, I think um, so like. The way I look at this, like, in terms of ranking it, is I would put this at six if I still could. But I know that I can't now. But I don't think that putting it at four is too bad. Because while, yes, I think it's too high because it's not that big a deal. The one thing that does bug me is that a newspaper did this. And it's like, I trust you for the news. Like, <laughs> why are you pranking me? What the fuck? Why are you so telling me that at a four. Understandable. Like, why are you telling me we're going to have a statue of Batman in the middle of our town, and then we don't get a statue of Batman in the middle of our town? It's it's more like, why are you lying to me? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this is like a... This would have been a, a really good six. This is like, okay, the newspaper said, like, they're getting a Batman statue or whatever. But, like, yeah, I, I, I suppose I see Tyler's point. Um, And if I can't go any lower than a four, it's going to have to be a four. Um, yes, I get that. Same with me. All right, these have us so far. You guys have legit just gone right down my list, six, five, four. But mm-hmm. these next three are going to be a bit tougher because these are some of the darker side of April Fool's pranks. Now, a... Oh, fuck. I did not pull up the link because I thought I had the information. But So a man by the name of Glenn Howlett, working for London, Ontario, um, was a very devout, not devout, um, like, focused worker. He he really went ham on his, on his stuff. He made sure to get everything in on time or early even. It was, he, he's a good worker. One one year for April Fools, his coworkers told him that he had two weeks to make this huge report and turn in, like massive report. And he was currently on holiday, so he cut his holiday short, went home, got to work like a like a beast, and ended up putting himself in the hospital with heart palpitations and having to be put on sick leave, paid sick leave because he. he like stress was overwhelming him Holy and shit. Be- because of how bad it was he they negotiated an early retirement with him because this man is such a hard worker that when he was told he had to do this he didn't go he didn't like try to argue he just went right to work he said all right i'm not relaxed anymore let's get the let's get this done let's go and you know when you kind of when you're a worker like that you need your moments to relax and if those moments are then 
cut down by your coworkers telling you you have a lot of work to do, well, it kind of it kind of does not go well. Not really. Not at all. Yeah, that's... Holy shit. Uh... I... Now, oh, now keep God. in mind, all three of these last ones are pretty rough. I that's what I'm thinking, like... How, how dark are we is, this is getting here? This is definitely rough. It's gotta be... I don't, the, it's gotta be... It's almost, I would say, a one. If there's not one so here that results... This guy by, like, telling him he needs to come to work, even though he doesn't, and this dude, like, ends up hospitalized for it? Yeah. Yeah, he, he legit worked himself... He, he, like, gave himself heart palpitations and was overloaded with stress and all sorts of and things. And he was on vacation? Yeah, he was on holiday. Like, he two. was... He was, like, two? Yeah. I'm gonna go with a two also, because, like... Uh, I don't know how... I don't know how bad this is gonna get, but, like, it could not be... It couldn't be, like, the lowest one we have left. It Like, that's, that's rough. I don't know, I just feel like it could be worse, and I also feel like you could probably get a lawsuit out of that. Yeah, I mean, he, there true. was probably a reason why he was able to negotiate such an early retirement and all the, like, be able to get paid sick leave and all that. Because, oh, and actually, one other thing that resulted from it, almost forgot, that in that place, fuck, I didn't, god damn it, I closed out the, the thing that I had it at. Um... But, like, there is is um, against the law to actually play impractical um, jokes in the workplace. I'm pulling up the, the link now just so I can find it. In Ontario or specifically in London, Ontario? Um, London, Ontario. Okay. So, like, I, say, yeah. I feel like in Ontario, it's, as a whole, it's not illegal. But, like, specifically in London, like... Yeah, I could well, see they that. Well, they have a bylaw against playing practical jokes at work. I am not at all, uh, like, legally trained or knowledgeable, so I don't know entirely what that means. But I imagine you could be legally punished for playing such impractical jokes at work. Probably a small fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say two, though, because, well, that's shitty. He does seem like he got a lot out of it. Yeah, that's true. He survived. That's the that. most important part. Got to that retire too, early, yeah. you know. Now, if he group. died, oof. Yeah, if he died, it would have been a one. Any would prank, have been zero. Any prank that results in death is bad. Is is real, real, real bad. Depends on who dies. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what All right. the fuck? Okay. Now, 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 this one is this one's big, big oof. So. On April 1st, 1980, the WNAC-TV aired a fake news bulletin that stated that Great Blue Hill in Milton, Massachusetts was erupting. It ended its 6 p.m. news broadcast with a bulletin reporting that the Great Blue Hill in Milton had erupted and was spraying lava and ash onto nearby homes. The report showed footage of lava flowing down a hillside, um, and that, that footage was taken from March 27th, the Mount St. Helens eruption. And edited remarks from the president, Jimmy Carter, who expressed concern about the erupting Great Blue Hill. And also edited remarks from Governor Edward J. King. I imagine he was the governor of the state surrounding area, something like that. Um, and he called the situation, quote, and quote, unquote, serious. 
According to the reporter Jan Harrison, the disaster had been caused by a geological chain reaction set off by the eruption of Mount St. Helens a week earlier. However, at the end of the bulletin, Harrison also held up a, a card that said April Fools. Now, with all of that laid out, following the report, some Milton residents fled their homes. They said, I, I am out. Get me out of here. The police department received well over 100 calls from people who believed that the report was true, and the Department of Civil Defense was inundated with calls from residents who wanted to know if they should, you know, evacuate or something, get out. Um, the uh, news station received dozens of angry phone calls. The station had to issue an apology at 11 p.m. Um, the, the next day, the executive producer of that, like, specific time slot um, was fired from the station for his failure to exercise good news judgment and for uh, violating the kind of law of the, the Federal Communications Commission's rules about showing stock footage without identifying it as such. Where do you think that place is, guys? This caused mass panic. People were fleeing from their homes, calling all over the place. Um, like, they went real ham and edited Jimmy Carter and Edward King into um, seemingly reacting to the fact that Great Blue Hill was erupting. That's a three. All right. Yeah, that, like... Hear me out. Hear me out. Three. You think three? Yeah, I mean, like... Sure, Nobody that's got bad. hurt. Exactly. That's well, exactly there, my point. Well, there's not... There's not, Everybody like, was stuff. panicked, right? Everybody was panicked. And, yeah, a bunch of people, like, quick ran away from their home. But nothing happened. Like, they can go home. Yeah, but I, I imagine like, they're, they're, they're probably oh, were. Oh, it's not good. Things, it injuries and things that happened. I, I was just saying, like, I, I'd be like I'd be pissed if that happened to me. And, like, sure, I'm, I'm sure, like, somebody somewhere probably got injured, you know, in relation to this somehow, but it's not I, like, I, I feel like you would have mentioned if somebody fucking died, you know what I mean? That's, that's fair. I feel like this would have told me if somebody died as well, but somebody was fired. Yeah. That's nothing though. Everybody's been fired once. I guess that's fair. Happens to the best of us really does. And also All me, right. who is the worst of us. Moving on. No, pause. Pump the posy vibes into the air. But yeah, put put the posy vibes in the air. It's best among us. Yeah, and not the opposite of that. Not the opposite of that. <laughs> Alright. So this last one is one so that what's actually... what's the number one? I don't know. This list, that's just... Well, actually, I do know. It's this last one. That uh, actually, B, you were telling me about this one earlier. Yes, yeah. Now, no offense to any of our Floridian listeners, but it's okay because I would say this about myself as well. Um, but to no surprise, the Flor uh mass population population of Florida is not hugely knowledgeable about. With chemical process. Hell, I was. I even got this and didn't pick up on it right when I was being told about it. It took deep informing me and me, my brain taking like five minutes to catch up to go. Oh, so we'll we'll, we'll dive right into the story. In Florida, 
Country Morning Radio Show hosts Val John and Scott Fish were... I'm just going to be doing so much cutting of this, of me talking and failing to talk. Words are not working. In 2013, Florida Country Show... In 2013, in Florida, <laughs> country radio show hosts Val John and Scott Fish were ser- serving indefinite suspensions and possibly worse over their April Fool's Day joke. They told their listeners that dihydrogen monoxide was coming out of the tops, uh, the taps throughout the Fort Myers area. Who would have guessed that water is coming out of where water is supposed to come out of? Oh, I get it. Got him! Jesus yeah! Christ, I'm an Whoa. idiot. Whoa. I did not even, like, catch that. Like, it just did not register. Listeners oh, at no. home, if, if you didn't get your... All listeners, clap. Clap for me right now. You might not hear what just happened to me, the, the hoops I had to jump through, but clap right now. I demand it. All right, you're Here, good. I'll, I'll clap for you. I was going to say, any listeners that, that don't <laughs> that don't get what, what's happening here... Is he said dihydrogen monoxide? Di meaning two hydrogen, mono meaning one oxygen, H two O. Water. Got him. Woo! Ah, Up ah, top. Ah, ah, ah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much number one because that's a terrible fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> you get number one for worst joke in existence. Um, but, so, there is not really much audio evidence of how this all played out, because 2013, we're currently, like, recording the radio through our phone and getting all the the weird static and shit, so it's not really working out well. But, apparently, they just were, um, joking about it, playing it up, and the Lee County Utility Company had to issue, um, like, notices, like, hey, no, this is fine. People were calling him, being like, guys, there's dihydrogen monoxide in our in our water. And all the all the utility people, all the people that, you know, work with that stuff, is just like, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? What, water? It's coming, water's in our water? 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 <laughs> water? <laughs> That that I don't know why that is that is that's just I'm just gonna put that right here. Water. <laughs> um. Apparently, the <laughs> the, the general manager at the the radio had to be like at every break, like, "Hey, it's just a prank, guys." But worst of all is that for this. Very cleverly disguised dad joke. These hosts were facing potential felony charges. And while oh I don't know God. what's happened to it now, um the even the people in in like the radio like uh the like the place that they worked at, the station, all of them were like that they have to deal with it. They fucking did it. They're, they're like legit grabbing them, chucking them under the bus. Like, it was a dad joke, bro. It's fine. 
God damn it. If I, imagine if I got put in jail every time I told a dad joke. I'd be put in jail five times. It's weird because I'm not a dad. Uh, actually, yeah, Nick, every bad joke you tell on this podcast, we're going to add another year to your jail sentence now. No! No! I vote two years. No! You can't do this to me! I, you, you guys, you guys, uh, uh, I do things. You, you need to keep me here. Please! That is true. We do need to keep you here. You're yes. one third of the podcast and the editor. Yes! I've convinced them I'm worth it! Yeah! Woo! Uh, but honestly, I think personally that that is a pretty worthwhile number one because it's such a meaningless dad joke prank and two people faced felonies over it. Like, yeah. come on. Oh, my God. I didn't think I'd side with pranksters in the April Fool's Day topic because I fucking hate April Fool's Day. But they don't deserve felonies for a dad joke. Like, I mean, I didn't get the dad joke, so. <laughs> Yeah, if it, in case it did get cut out, I want people to know that I was an idiot and it did not understand that joke. And I literally sat here for a solid like minute being like, I don't get it. What the fuck is he talking about? Was and he had to repeat it. <laughs> he had to repeat it. D was prepared for it. the joke and he didn't laugh, so I was sad. But then Tyler was just like, huh, what? I'm it's like, so sad because no. I appreciate dad jokes. I'm a big dad joke fan. Dad jokes are like, peak iq you gotta be big brains peak. to come up with new dad jokes several people things... have come forward and said that i'm the dad to their child what does that does that is that is, is that, that a is that a is joke that, is, is that a dad <laughs> joke no that's a literal dad joke <laughs> got him up top whoa up top down low too slow all right so that concludes my list of April Fool's pranks. Um, I didn't want to have too big of a list to to draw this out, just talking about April Fools. But I think it's honestly like April Fools is a fascinating holiday in general because there's so many pranks that can just go so horribly wrong. We've had we've had like pranksters recently, like in recent years, I should say, that have either been shot and killed for their pranks or like nearly stabbed like all sorts of things because they're playing these these bad pranks it's like then we have a holiday that's just like everybody prank everybody we don't care what you do they just gotta prank them it's like there's some chaotic crazy deity up there that's just like one day a year i'm gonna get everybody to do something stupid they're gonna be fools i tell them it's just real yeah. weird, real interesting. I think April Fool's Day should be abolished. Period. I think it's good in moderation. Don't take it too far, though. Yeah, but nobody has moderation anymore. That is true. Alright, I have one more, but you don't get a spot to put it. Um, And this was also mentioned before we started recording with D. But if you were to have a spot to put it, just replace any of the ones on the list. Where would you rank... Squidward's string of pranks in the April Fool's Day episode that goes so wrong it makes Spongebob cry in the middle of the Krusty Krab where he works out in public with all the customers and shit. Uh, number one. That's a one but, for sure. But I absolutely love that. Every time I think of April Fool's, I think of when Squidward goes, 
April Fools, you little sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are always right. saying this to me, so I definitely think about it. All. <laughs> this is always happening to me. Oh no! April Fools, you little sausage. <laughs> all right, funny. all right. So that's 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 one. But we're gonna quick go down this list before um, I'm ready to wrap things up here. So at number six, we have the SNL "Don't Laugh" prank for you guys. I put it at number five because I just like, especially trying to be doing like these performing types of things and like, or just trying to make people laugh in general. When you say that joke, it's just like, woof. Then um, we have. Uh, at number five, we have um, the Sarah Polly Oscar prank, where her kid uh, tried to make her give back her hard-earned Oscar. Um, I put that at number four because I think it's just a bit worse than the the SNL "Don't Laugh" prank, but like really overall, it's harmless after the uh, kind of relief sets in. At number four, we have the Christian Bale Batman statue in Haverford West. I put that one at number six. You guys already said you'd put that at six, so, you know, take that. At number two, or number three, we have the 1980 Blue, uh, Great Blue Hill is a Volcano prank in Milton, Massachusetts. I can see that. Not gonna lie, I originally marked it at one. Your guys' reasoning did kind of, like push it over over like the edge and like yeah i could see that being like a a two or a three at number two now this one honestly this was the one that i i thought tied with a great blue hill for me because it's pretty rough we have the glenn howlett extra work laws against work pranks um the man just went to the hospital and shit i'm still i'm gonna i, I marked it at two originally I think that deserves a one, at least for, for like, my choice. And then, in our number one slot, um, from you guys, the, uh, Floridian DJs potentially having faced felonies for their dad joke, um, I think that's still, that, you guys, guys had a kind of, like, good, good thought process there. That, that's warranting a, a one just because those guys nearly got felonies. For playing a joke, goofy. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dumb joke too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's yeah, a dad joke. One hundred percent. It's yeah, but it's pretty low on the totem pole of dad jokes. There's some more creative ones out there. All right, give me a dad joke right now. Oh shit! Um, fuck. Uh, oh no. Fucking got him. Brain. What did, brain, no, what, did, what, what did one snowman say to the other? Do you smell what? carrots? <laughs> See, that's a good one. That's a good one. What do you call pie cut into eight slices? What? An octopi. You son of a bitch. I like that one. You I'm... son of a bitch. Bitch. I'm proud of that one, even though it got no laughs. You it didn't even get a laugh a from me. <laughs> Alright, I got one. Uh, When's my dad gonna tell me he's proud of me? What? I'm proud of you, son. 
<clears throat> no, that really was a joke. My dad's very proud of me. Gotcha! April Fool's, everybody. Got him! Alright. Wait, now, that... before we wrap up, before we wrap up, I have two things that I wanted to mention, but I wanted to wait till kind of the end, because one is just a recommendation, and the other is kind of a spoiler thing. So, I wanted to share with you guys and have it on the podcast, but I didn't want anybody to want everybody to be able to skip it, right? So, uh, first is a recommendation. Go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's fucking great. It turned out good? It turned out good? It turned out great, dude. It's genuinely one of my favorite movies. It is so charming. I love it. It is the heist it is movie, fantastic. so I've been dubious, but I trust your word, Tyler. I trust you. I recommend it. If you are a D&D fan, or even if you're just a fan of movies, it's good. And now what? the second thing, now this is a now this is a spoiler for for something. So I wanted to save it for the end. So right now, this is kind of like a a, a, a branching intro or a branching outro here. So after I say this, we're gonna do our outro. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the night one of WrestleMania, you uh you can just stop listening here. Trust me, you want to be to go in blind for this. Um, if you plan on watching it at any point in the future. Um but I'm going to say it here. So, in night one of WrestleMania, Logan Paul wrestled, right? Okay. And he wrestled against Seth Rollins. Well, he, there was a prime bottle at ringside, like a dude in a prime bottle costume at ringside. And in the middle of the match, the prime bottle, like, pushes Seth Rollins. And it's revealed to be KSI in a prime bottle costume. I don't. Uh, I don't know who KSI is. Uh, I'm sorry. He's a he's um a YouTuber that's known for both feuding and being friends with Logan Paul, but he's in a prime bottle costume, like a big costume of a prime bottle, and uh they set up Seth Rollins on the announce table, and KSI starts filming it, and Logan Paul is about to jump, and right as he jumps, Seth pulls KSI onto the table and gets off it. So Logan Paul just absolutely murders KSI. He just puts him straight through this table. And there's a picture backstage afterwards. Apparently KSI got the wind knocked out of him really bad. So there's just a picture of KSI in a prime bottle costume getting stretchered out of the arena. <laughs> Send that to the Discord. Send it to the Discord. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to get a picture and I'll send it, I'll send it to the Discord. So yeah, there you go. I just figured I'd share that with you. Wrestling is insane, and I love it. All right, intro, outro time. It, uh, out, uh, uh, leave time. <laughs> all righty. Well, this has been Government Lovebot. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, I've been Nick. I've been D. And I have been KSI in a prime bottle costume. And good night, everybody. Don't forget to polish your Government Lovebots. Bye, we love you. Bye.